Welcome to the Be Better Chop Shop Podcast. Why, why is it the chop house, man? The chop shop, man, because we, we chop it up and dissect the information in here. I like that. Be Better World is a movement about empowering people. Stay tuned for some really cool people, some really cool episodes, and learn what you can do to empower yourself. So welcome back to the Be Better podcast, and we're in the Chop Shop, and I am honored to have with me uh, President and CEO of the Billings Chamber of Commerce, Mr. John Brewer. How are you, sir? Hey, William. I am great. And by the way, I am honored to be here. You know, I've, I've, li- I've listened to almost all of your podcasts yeah. now. You're a gracious host, a wonderful person, and you lift a lot of people up, and um, I'm very honored just to be working with you. Hey, man. So. I, I didn't pay him for that, so <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm just going to jump in because, you know, John and I have had opportunity opportunity over the last probably six to eight months to really have some in-depth, uncomfortable, wonderful conversations, right? Um, So before we get into what you and I do, just talk a little bit about the chamber and the chamber's work here in the Billings community, because I think it's important that people know. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, So the Billings Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit organization who runs uh, based on the revenue we generate from members, people who join the organization and the business community. There's about 8,000 businesses in our town, and 1,100 of them join the chamber, and they help us guide our mission and direction every year in terms of where we're going to place our focus to make billings even better and uh, sustain our ongoing programs, such as uh, you're familiar with some of our leadership work, our uh, women's uh, network, our next-gen young professionals, our events that we host. Um, you know, We're excited to have Tony Hawk coming for a major event. We've had him coming now for a year and a half, and we're, we're ready to do this and do it at Bigot Metro Park. But uh, really, we bring those businesses together. We listen to their voice, and we take action in the state legislature and city council and uh, through other initiatives that we think make Billings a better place, a better place for uh, the workforce to retain and recruit uh, families and just for them to be successful. So I think that's important because, hey, I just learned something. 8,800 businesses in Billings. I didn't know it was that many businesses. And then the fact that you guys have about 18% of those businesses as a part of your... Quick math, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah 18% some, penetration yeah. is actually our number. Yeah, so, yeah, guys, yeah, go figure. <laughs> right? So, you, when, you, when, you, when you look at that, I mean, you guys have a major, major... Um, footprint in the community which is pretty impressive and you know i see some of the things that you guys do with regards to how you do the community or how you uh govern yourself in the community and i'm impressed seriously Thank i you. mean from the standpoint of next gen and i mean there's so many groups so when people say you know how can the chamber help me and if you think they can't help you, you're not looking hard enough. And you've been around our organization long enough to know that we have an incredible board of directors. I mean, you're working with Mike Nelson and Julie Seedhouse and so many of our other, you know, all-stars who volunteer their time and our staff. You've worked with Alex Tyson mm-hmm. and, and some of our other crew that just are, you know, doing what they do for the love of our community to make sure that all boats rise and that, uh, you know, that those small businesses and large businesses are successful. It's it's a great crew. It is. And one thing that I learned from the last six to eight months, and I was ignorant to this, and I'll be completely honest, but I happened to be in, I think, two consecutive meetings where it was a chamber board meeting, and I forget what the other meeting was, but how involved you guys are in legislature. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that was something that you guys were highly involved with. So talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, well, we're in the middle of the legislative session. And, of course, on the federal level, there, there there's a lot of issues right now as you look at um, – uh, just th- this political divide, if you will. And that's been a challenge, maybe more so this session than any other. 
And our focus is to uh, work on legislation, uh, whether it's killing bad bills or supporting good bills that will, at the end of the day, help our community, help our businesses individually. And I think the last count I heard, there was about 3,000 businesses be, or bills being looked at in the state legislature. And Dan Brooks, who is our business advocacy uh, uh, director at the chamber, monitors those. He then sends out e-blasts to our, our business community, encouraging them to write letters of support or opposition to certain bills as they relate to being business friendly. And the other side of that, too, is rather than just battling the bill once it gets there, you know, working back from that, uh, part of our goal is to make sure that uh, the business-friendly candidates get elected to office on the local level, the state level. And we do a lot of work in that field of, of uh, searching for those business-friendly candidates, encouraging them to run, and then doing all we can to support them to get elected. Yeah, so I didn't know that. I was completely ignorant to that. And when I was sitting in one of those meetings, I was like, Okay, that's a footprint that I didn't realize that yeah. you guys carry. So, you know, kudos on that work as well. So, you know, the one thing that we got to talk about is the thing that's probably most intimate to you and I both right now. Uh, well, certainly intimate to me. One of your many sticks that you carry um, is diversity and inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Intimate to us in the point that I think you've heard us say, us being the chamber board and chamber staff, that in our 120-year history as an organization, as the chamber, this is probably the most meaningful work we've ever done. And it, it's from that aspect of it's it's good for everybody mm -hmm. and it's really good for business. And that's the message that we're trying to get out. And it is one of those impactful journeys that we're all on right now that when we'll never reach completion, it'll be an ongoing, but it's just encouraging to see the businesses and the community gravitate towards this conversation. Yeah. So backstory for those you guys don't know, and, and John, you can fill in the gaps here. So John and I happen to be the chamber host of a yearly event. Uh, and this is what kind of, I think like, push the child off the bridge, if you will. Uh, we had a, if we were at a uh, yearly chamber event, uh, John was doing an excellent job, had a speaker, was talking about inclusivity, and somebody in the audience stands up and says, uh, and, and uh, Billings is not racist. And here we sit. Right. Right. And fortunately, you and I had had that conversation before that, that, you know, and our board had, of let's not be afraid of the uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. So we were able to, talk to that gentleman and say, hey, after the program, anybody who's interested in furthering this conversation, let's meet in the corner. And there was a group huddled up and William was holding court. I mean, there were questions being asked and he was just providing that gracious space to help folks open their mind and understand. And we left there with people that had just, I think, gone on a, on a, on a half hour journey in their mind and, and, it, and grew so much. So where I gained even a greater level of respect for you is it could have stopped there, right? Because that's where it stops mm -hmm. for a lot of people. My respect grew for you because not 10 days later, we had a conversation and we decided to take this thing to the next level of sustainability. And now the chamber is embarking on some new initiatives or some greater initiatives with regards to diversity and inclusion. So talk a little bit about that. Oh, I'm, and I'm excited about that. I mean, you and I went back and forth for I don't know how many nights and weekends and these, <laughs> these texts and messages of, you know, what's this going to look like? And I'm confused. What? And when we landed on this uh, opportunity to engage businesses in a four-part workshop and quarterly network program uh, for those that are interested to get together and uh, and make take this commitment, this pledge to do better. 
um, you know, we, we landed on something gold and, and I really think that we're going to see, you know, us reaching dozens of businesses and thousands of employees in a short period of time. And this conversation is going to only elevate. Yeah. And, and again, this is an uncomfortable step, right? And I say that from the standpoint, it just is, right? Because we've got to have some uncomfortable conversations. And John, you were able to attend the session in January. Yeah. So just just talk about your experience in there. Because, I mean, that was the first time that I was in front of the mic and you were sitting out yeah. as a participant. So talk about your experience you know, there. I, I left there feeling, I guess, like I've taken a big step in my personal growth. And for anybody that says, you know, what's the deal? You know, there's no issue in buildings with inclusivity and diversity. Um, you know, first of all, you got to walk in somebody else's shoes for a while. And I think think, you know, not that we walked in your shoes, but we saw things, the, the people that attended that workshop saw things in a much different, from a different perspective. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, here's four things that, that we say or that we think that we need to rethink a bit. And one of those are, I don't see color, you know, in the, the point you made that is so telling. And I, and I think so it's stuck with me and so many of the other participants is, um, boy, that's doing everybody a disservice. If you don't see somebody's color and see somebody's background and heritage and, and enjoy that and gain knowledge and, and learn from that, uh, you're missing the picture. And, you know, there's, there was those points like that, that I was able to walk away and, and feel armed, I guess, to be able to help uh, other folks that had questions and wanted to open up these uncomfortable conversations. And I've heard the same from other people that attended that workshop. Yeah, I appreciate your presence in that. And that's the thing that I try to teach in those classes. And not that this is nearly about me. What I appreciated was the level of engagement yeah. from folks like yourself who want to know more and are, and are thirsty for that knowledge. And people think this is about, you know, shaming or privilege. And it's like, no, let's just learn. I was just going to say that. I think every time we open the... Oftentimes when we open this conversation, you know, there's, there's some negativity approach to it from the receiver of the message and they immediately go to the white shaming, the cancel culture, and some of these other stigmas that, that I think the conversation leads to. And what you, again, have, have helped us understand is, is that, you know, the goal isn't to look back and see what have our ancestors done to bring us to where we are. It's to say, as an individual, what can I do today going forward to be better and help the next guy too? Yeah. And, you know, th those nuggets of information and how we address an issue that for, again, 90% of us being white in, in Montana, um, don't know where to start those conversations and maybe feel like the back's against the wall and defensive. And it really is disarming and at the same time allows us the tools we need to, to go out and, and share the, the great message. Yeah. So, man, you know, John, I, I've said this to you in private. I want to say it to you, you know, to the world, right? I sincerely appreciate the fact that you are putting one foot in front of the other and moving this initiative because I do know this. If the top doesn't move, the the bottom doesn't. Nice. So I so I really appreciate you taking um this as a priority with the chamber. That's yeah, impressive. thank you. And, and again, we drive a lot of our direction from our membership. And when 72% said, hey, let's do better. Let's find yeah. a plan and go forward. And the four-point objective plan that we have right now wouldn't be anywhere near the depth and quality that it is without you and the 13 members of our steering committee that we brought together that really drove that ship and helped, I think, a lot of people understand how, how, how great we could grow. Yeah. So I, so if folks want to be a part of, 
um, the Chamber's diversity and inclusion movement, I'll call it for a second. How 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 do they do that? And call me, uh, send me an email, send me a text, john at billingschamber.com or uh, Billings, uh, you know, go to our website. Um, the the other piece too is is our visit Billings work too that I want to mention yeah, real quick is, is we focus a lot on tourism. Uh, we've got Alex Tyson doing visit Billings and Brenda Moss and doing visit Southeast Montana. And one quote that has stuck with me for 20 years now has been from Mark Twain. And he said that travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And I've always loved mm-hmm. that quote. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow The more you get out and see other people and learn about other places, um, you know, you come back with a deeper appreciation. And tying travel and tourism into diversity and inclusion is a key piece of, of what we share with the world. So you just gave me your quote. You took my last question. Oh. But <laughs> Give me the last question. Let's see. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, so my last question is like, kind of, what's that motto that wake that you wake up every day gotcha. to drive your, you know, to drive sure. that 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 engine of yours, right? Yeah, and you know, I guess every day is so different that I, I don't know if I have one every day that I wake up to because there, there's a new challenge or a new opportunity. One day it might be the excitement of it's date night. I get to spend some time with my wife. You know, the next night might be uh, it's a lacrosse game with my son or uh, who just joined the National Guard, by the way. We're very proud of him. Congratulations. Uh, uh, yeah, and then my older sons who are, uh, you know, graduating, going through college. And, you know, it's those different motivating factors, but, but I think it all boils back to um, family first. And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, you. You as a, as a husband, as a father, um, or as an employer, giving your team that ability to put their family first is a much bigger payoff than a salary or benefit that you can provide through anything written on paper. Hey, so you heard it first. CEO, president of the Billings Chamber of Commerce, John Brewer. I want you guys, I'm going to say this, and this I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the commercial forum. If you're not involved in the chamber and you're looking to grow your business and grow your network, Call the chamber. Look at their uh, website. Um, what's the website, John? I don't want to mess it up. Billingschamber.com. Billingschamber.com. Uh, join. Somebody will call you back. They will get to you. The great team, Renee, and all those Alex and all those yes. people, they'll, they'll, they'll get Darren Olson. They'll all get to you. So do that. Become a part of something bigger than yourself. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, William. Have to take care. You bet.